knows that we are truly blessed Amen. to be able to know him and the power of his resurrection, to be able to know that he's a living God, Amen. not an idol, not some form of religion, but a real living person. Amen. We're blessed. We're blessed to be able to have this place where we can come and have church. That's right. Amen. We're blessed to be able to have friends. We're blessed to be able to have people that can pray for us in time of trouble and stand with us. We're blessed that we're talked about. Ah, my goodness. It was amazing how few amens I got on that. Come on, just be honest. We all like praise more than criticism, don't we? Well, God's good, ain't he? Let's read tonight from the book of Revelation, if you look, chapter 18, verse 4. I'd like to uh, request your prayers, if you would. Lance and Erica <clears throat> went uh, today down to uh, Nashville, and Erica will be starting a, a new treatment tomorrow. It's called Lutathera. It's a radioactive uh, type of stuff. Um, about a four-hour procedure tomorrow, and uh, then she'll be coming on tomorrow night, and then she'll have to get a shot that they require uh, to take also, be getting that on Friday. But our God's been faithful, Amen. and it's true, and he's, he's going to be mindful of us through this. With all these things, of course, there comes a whole list of side effects, which is pretty discouraging if you read them. But there was also a whole list of side effects with the Y90, the one that she took, and she hardly had any of them. That's what I'm talking about. That's our God. I've been serving him a long time, and I found out a long time ago, he don't, he don't take orders good from us. We all still like to give them to him, of course. But, but I've learned uh, through my hard-headedness and my stubbornness, no doubt I'm the only one here in the room tonight that's been that way, but I've learned that his way is so different from my way. And he don't really need my input or my advice. But what he wants is my trust, my love. Amen. So whatever we face, we just know that his, his grace will be with us and he'll help us. And I firmly believe God has our life in his hands and Satan cannot, cannot take us until God is done with us. This is how firm I believe it. If you're on a 747-400, you left Los Angeles at 8 p.m., you're on your way to Auckland, New Zealand. Somewhere out in the Pacific, the first engine goes out, the second, then the third, then the fourth, but then you realize you're in big trouble. The plane starts down. It crashes, hits the water at 500 miles an hour, but it just so happens it's not your time to go. There ain't no way the devil can take you. If I didn't believe that, I'd quit preaching and I'd quit serving the Lord Jesus. If he cannot take care of me and you, well, friends, you think the devil let one of us be alive if it was at his power to take us? There ain't no way he can do that. Our life is in his hands. Amen. So if you'd remember some prayer during that situation, and we'll certainly keep you posted. Hope you don't mind us 
giving you updates and prayer requests and things like that. Amen. Amen. Revelation chapter 18, verse 4. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people. So that tells me that God can have people that are in a mess, whether it's sin or in this state a denominational mess. Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins that you receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Reward her, even as she rewarded you. Double unto her, double according to her works. In the cup which she hath filled, Feel to her double. Now, you know this already. You and I can't do this. And if there's anything about us that wants a vengeful spirit on people that do us wrong, we need to repent and ask the Lord to forgive us. But there is a measure by which this can be done which actually is righteous. And I hope this don't stagger you tonight. But this is actually righteousness being handed out in a just measure. Now, most humans cannot do this because we think so-and-so got me. I'll get them if it's the last thing I do. No, that's not what we're talking about. This is righteousness carried out, not revenge, not human revenge and a vengeful attitude. I mean, I'd like to be remembered tonight as we pray. Heavenly Father, we love you so much. We're so thankful, Lord Jesus, that we could have this place where we could be able to assemble ourselves together. And Lord, we realize that uh, no doubt it's very unusual things that are being said for the staff, employees, whoever more that would walk by the doors and hear and see things they've never heard and seen before. But we believe we're here for a reason, Father. Maybe there's a little seed of God walking around out here and they've been looking their whole life. You've got us here for one soul. We don't know, but we know, Father God, we believe our lives are divinely orchestrated by you. Lord, as we approach your word tonight, we're asking for your help. We know, Father, that there's so much sickness going on, flu, viruses, all different kinds of things, Lord. We know... Many are sick and can't be here tonight. We're praying for them that you would just move for them, Lord Jesus. You see our needs spiritually, Father. We need you to come by this way tonight. Open our understanding. Your ways are so much different than ours. Help us not to process what we're going to hear tonight by mental conception, but may it be by divine intervention. Speak to us from your word, Father. We love you, Father God. Before we partake of this meal which you have prepared for us tonight, we give you thanks. Make it sustenance to our soul as we bow our heads before we pray over our natural breakfast, lunch, and supper. So now we with gratitude and thanksgiving in our hearts 
thank you for this word that you're going to feed us on tonight. May it give us all kinds of nutrients and vitamins and things that will mold in us more of the image of the Lord Jesus. For it's in his name we ask it. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. <clears throat> Let's read, continue on, if you would, in verse 7. How much she hath glorified herself and lived deliciously. So much torment and sorrow give her. For she saith in her heart, I sit a queen and am no widow and shall see no sorrow. Now I want you to listen to this self-evaluation of whoever this is. Now most of you of course know who it is, but whoever this is representing, she views her status in a place of such security. She's boastful, she's vain, she's proud, she's arrogant. She glorified herself. Now whoever this is, apparently cannot receive correction from God's word. She looks at herself with such an evaluation of who she thinks she is. I would imagine most of us have dealt with this attitude where we look at ourselves, our understanding, our perception of God, our perception of his people, our perception of our understanding. No doubt we've evaluated ourselves higher sometimes than what we really were. And no doubt we've evaluated ourselves in some instances where we were actually evaluating ourselves lower than we really were. It takes God to help us in this evaluation to be able to see it properly. There's been times I've needed my evaluation to be lifted higher. And there's been other times I've needed it to be brought down a little bit lower. No doubt I'm the only one here tonight, so I'll go ahead and preach to myself on that. I'll just go ahead and amen myself. Amen, Brother Donnie. That's right, you've been there. But you see, the difference between us and this woman is that if she heard this, she was never able to reevaluate herself in the light of God's word. No doubt she was reproved, rebuked. She was chastened by ministers down through the ages. But it was basically like pulling water off of a duck's back. It just ran right off. She paid no attention. And she would always come back to this self-evaluation. I am a queen. I am a great entity to God and to humanity. The world needs me. The world cannot operate properly without me. I hope nobody here tonight thinks that. You know, I don't care who you are and what your position is. Every one of us are replaceable. But the truth of it is, nobody can take Jesus' place. If time tarries long enough, I'll go by the way of the grave and you all will get another pastor. 
If time tarries long enough, Harry will go by the way of the grave, Brother Louis will, all these singers, all these musicians, and go ahead and face the facts, all of you with us. And the church will go right on, but I won't go right on with it, and neither will you. But yet this entity had come to a spot that John said how much she has glorified herself. And this glorification brought this other adjective which John used by the Spirit of God to describe her. And that was she had lived deliciously. What a strange way to describe an entity that had been so destructive. An entity that had been interwoven and intertwined with the kings of the earth. As a matter of fact, she delegated herself and her position and her authority as higher than the emperors, the kings, and the dictators of the earth. Even higher than God's word. And she had no problem making the declaration that God's word was just a Bible. That's all it was. Full of mistakes and errors, but the absolute was her pope. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I'm glad he ain't my absolute. Aren't you? Now, notice how God is going to regulate the judgment that will be given to this entity. So John says how much she glorified herself and lived deliciously, so much torment and sorrow give her. Now, most of us will never do this in the magnitude that this church did. But you don't have to be in this magnitude. All you gotta do is have this same attitude as an individual. Well, I'll tell you one thing. If this is what you get back for it, I want nothing to do with it. I don't wanna glorify myself, do you? We don't wanna glorify our church. We don't wanna glorify us as individuals. We want to glorify the Lord Jesus. Because self-glorification ends up in this type of destiny. So whether it's preachers, singers, songwriters, musicians, or a global entity like this city church that we are looking at, it all leads to the same reward. Oh my. So much torment and sorrow give her. For she saith in her heart, I set a queen. Now this is the way that she has the self-evaluation. She looks at herself as the queen of heaven, the wife of God. She is not divorceable. She cannot die. She cannot be put away. This is why she looks at this in such an arrogant tenor and such a tone of voice that she looks at herself in the spot of eternal security. God cannot put her away. God cannot divorce her. Well, you know what? This reminds me and lets me know then if there is an entity like this that is saying this, she must be impersonating someone who can say it truthfully. 
Praise the Lord. That truly can say, I said as a queen, but because of his mercy. Not because of anything I've done. And as Brother Renham said it well, he can put us away any time he wants to. But dare any of us try to put him away. But she, because of her arrogance, looks at herself and evaluates herself. And yet, she says, I said a queen and am no widow. I am married to El Shaddai. I am married to the eternal. I am no widow and I can be no widow. I set a queen and I will see no sorrow. I am God's voice on the earth. I am his mouthpiece. If the Pope declares there is a purgatory, then there is one. Whether the Bible says so or not. The Bible don't have to say it. Well, if the Pope says the streets of glory are peanut butter and jelly, does that make it so? Well, I guess if you're a true Catholic, it does. I guess if you're dyed in the wool and you're part of this move and you say, yeah, and don't condemn them too hard because there's many folks that sit under the influence of message preachers. And if that preacher gets up and says, it's this way, that way, that way, and that way, and you show them one quote after another and scripture after another, and they will not be corrected by that, in reality, they are spiritual Catholics. And they just made their pastor their pope. Well, praise the Lord. Well, the prophet said, well, we know the prophet said it that way, but God led me this way. Then you're just as bad as Rome. Mm-hmm. Well, we're gonna have church tonight or what? Now, notice the word that John used there. She has glorified herself, and the word means to boast. She boasted of her greatness. You know, you, you get around people like that and their favorite subject is what? Themselves. It's not the weather. It's not how good their vegetable garden done, their maters, their taters, their beans. You know, it's about them. And you know, myself, I, I get tired. There's very few people that I love spending an hour with and 57 and a half minutes is about them. Now, the Lord Jesus, I can take the whole hour and he can talk to me about his greatness and I'll amen till I'm hoarse. And I love to hear him talk that way, but I don't know any other mortal that I do. Now, look, I love you all, okay? I love you all, but I, I, I don't like hearing about you all for an hour and a half at a time because I know you all too well. And you all know me well enough to know there ain't enough in me good enough to talk about, but let's talk about something that's good. Let's talk about something that's holy and something that's righteous. And, and sure, we got our position in the kingdom of God, but really in reality, there's none of us that have a whole lot to boast about. Our brother Don, I've led thousands of souls to Christ. Praise the Lord that you have nothing to boast about yourself. God gave you the ability to do that. 
Oh, I prayed for so-and-so and I've done this. Wonderful, thank God for that. But only God's grace would give you that, not your merit. It doesn't make you better than the man that's only prayed for one person and they got better. God is the one who gives those gifts out. All praise, all credit, all, all, all exaltation goes to him, not to us. Oh my. But you see this entity, this city church, this city state, she is so arrogant and proud and she exalts herself above God's word, exalts herself above kings, above emperors. She's been in this position for many, many centuries. She outlived Napoleon. She outlived Constantine. She outlived Herodotus. She outlived Pope Boniface and all down through there. This entity has lived for thousands of years, ongoing and still today has a greater influence than any king on the earth. Our president is a novice compared to the power of this entity, which is Rome. Well, praise the Lord. Come on now. You realize that God, God never trusts any mortal with this type of power. Man is just not in him to be trusted with such a position. No matter how great the kings were in the Old Testament, we'll look at it, Lord willing, on Sunday. And even one as great as David was, But yet David, when he got to a place to where the kingdom was established and David got to trust in too much in himself and David made a horrible, horrible mistake and you remember with the sin with Bathsheba and God never intended for man to be placed in such a position because this is what follows with many of them. And God says about this city church that she lived deliciously in a luxuriant type of manner. And yet many of her uh, parishioners that she claims as her own, they will come and have to sacrifice and buy a candle and buy this and that and the other, novenas and pray to get someone out of purgatory. And many of them have to take a big portion of their living to do so and bring it into what? A whore, which has given them damnation to their soul. Now come on, no sit there and look at me funny. And yet this is what God says about them. Now remember, this was prophecy 2,000 years ago. But I believe with all of my heart, we are the generation living on the earth tonight that are going to see the consummation of these things right here. So God says because of that attitude and what you've done, so much torment and sorrow give her by pulling down her pride, by bringing her arrogance to a spot to where she will realize she is absolutely nothing. God will take away her control and her power. She will, who will boast of being the longest ruling entity that the world has ever known, but been withstood by kings and emperors and potentates and dictators and yet not been able to destroy her and yet God will humiliate her in one hour she will be annihilated. Amen. 
Oh, my. Thank God for his mercy to help us to see our pride and our arrogance. Or we would be annihilated just like she would. God will destroy her with what? Fire. Atomic fire. She saith in her heart, I set a queen. Now again, as I said, this is a self-estimate. You find this also, of course, in Revelation 3, when the Laodicean church says, I am rich, I am increased with goods, and I have need of nothing. That's their evaluation. But God reevaluates her case and says, you don't know it, but you're wretched, you're blind, you're naked, you're miserable. And what makes it so bad is you don't even know that you are. Now, we might not have been Catholics, but we were all Laodiceans. So that's the case we were in. We were wretched, we were blind, we were naked, we were miserable. Well, why ain't we that way tonight? Amazing grace. How sweet to sound. Now, notice the authority that she claims, and this claim is actually very much true, that she has authority over the kings of the earth. She also has a spiritual jurisdiction by which she reigns through apostasy. Now what is apostasy? It's the word that Paul used writing in the New Testament and he said there would come in the last days that the Lord could not come until there came a falling away. Now that Greek word there is apostasia, apostasia and it is the word, the English word is that apostasy. So it's a falling away from something that was right, declared to be a truce, and yet people turn away from that and they go away. So she is holding the people, her constituents of her believers by a faith which is an apostasy. Do they have to have faith? Yes. They have to believe that what they're doing. Is it sad? It is. There's no doubt many sincere people that are, oh brother Donnie, I've got somebody in that mood. Keep praying for them that God will bring them out. Remember, as long as they're in her, there's still mercy for them until she goes into him. Now remember, when the bride goes up and the devil comes down, the transition is made from the church itself. Then Satan will become the headship on the earth. Then the church, everything about it will move into him. And the prophet said, if your name is found on that stalk book, you will die with her. So while there's still breath in their body, while mercy is still there, while the blood is still on the mercy seat. Oh, I've got a son, I've got a daughter, I've got a husband and a wife. Well, pray for them, little Esther. It might be your prayer that God will hear and turn them around. You may think I'm crazy tonight. I'd rather have a loved one if they was taken off the earth than to be spared of going through that tribulation period if they wasn't bride. Come on now. I'd much rather the Lord would take them off the earth and let them be judged for what they know than to live through this time because we know many will come out and they will withstand this move and the prophet said they will be hunted down like dogs and they will give their lives for what they knew. Oh, but I'm so glad. I'm not gonna be hunted down like no dog. I ain't no dog in the first place. I'm gonna be carried away into a body change and enjoying the marriage supper of the Lamb with you, my brothers and sisters. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. She says she will see no sorrow. Now, sorrow, of course, can be expressed in many different ways. I will see no loss of my children. 
I will see no loss of my constituency. I will see no loss of my power, of my position. Everything that's involved in all of the proclamation of who she thinks she is, God will strip her from that in a moment of time and it will be totally gone. He will humiliate her before the world. Oh, hide us, blessed rock of ages. Uh, This book of history, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it or not, but it was a man by the name of Toynbee, T-O-Y-N-B-E-E, and his history wrote a book on the great world's history. And according to the chronological order of Toynbee's history, all the great world civilizations, they all crumbled when they reached the heights of their power. Now, whether it was the Macedonians, whether it was the Greeks or the Romans, Parthians, whichever ones that it was, don't you understand why that America is absolutely on her way down? I hope you're able to see it. We have reached the pinnacle of our power. Look around. We've been going downhill for years. Oh, I know they want to make America great again. We'll never do it. I don't care who gets in the White House. I don't care who who you vote in. It'll never return. She's on her way down. Look at our society, look at our civilization, come on. You probably read it today, our Senate wanting to now make sure that they make it a law to where that the gays can keep their rights. Oh, of course, and it won't be but a matter of time that they'll want to jail preachers like me to preach against it. Well, come on, say amen. But will we compromise? We will not compromise. We'll stand for God's word because if we stand for him now, he will stand for us. Amen, he will stand for us. Oh, but Brother Donnie, it may get scary, it may get scary, but he said, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. Oh my. Notice in verse eight, therefore shall her plagues come in one day. Death and mourning and famine, she shall be utterly burned with fire for strong is the Lord God who judges her. Death, and she thought she'd never die. She was God's mouthpiece, so she said. And she's told this lie for so long, I believe she believes it. You see, the dangerous part of a reprobate is that God, before an individual ever gets to the state of being reprobate, God will deal with them and deal with them two times, three times, five times, who knows how many times, but eventually God will stop dealing with them and he allows them to go to that spot to where they're turned over to a reprobate mind that they will believe a lie and be damned by the lie that they believe. But you see, God is not unjust to make people do that. He gives them mercy but they choose to believe that lie and turn down the truth. And she honestly believes this self-evaluation. I'm a queen, I'm the voice of God. I have the representation of God. If the Pope says this or this or this, he's God's man on the earth. He has the ability to decree such a thing. And they believe it with all of their hearts. But yet God says, this is what I will do. I will bring her morning. I will bring her mourning instead of her feasting. I will bring her destruction and I will bring the seat of the beast to total annihilation and humility before the kings of the earth. Now notice God is not gonna let this happen at the battle of Armageddon. 
God is actually going to destroy this entity of this world power before the end of the tribulation period. He will destroy her before the end of the tribulation period that she may be humbled. Why? She humbled his people on earth. She was the power that dragged many of them in the Spanish Inquisition. She was the power that dragged many, not only Christians, but Jews all around the world and had them killed. And in her is the blood of the prophets and the blood of the martyrs and the blood of the saints. And she did it in public forums. She did it in public trials and bought false witnesses and paid them to stand up and lie against the people of God. And God said, I will not let her go out in the rest of the flames of Armageddon. I will annihilate her before the entire world. I will let them see her be destroyed and no doubt on YouTube, on all types of social media, it will be expected around the world and they'll look at, oh no, they'll cry, they'll weep, they'll moan, they'll lament and they'll look and say, how could this be? Because great is the Lord God who judges her. And think of it, friends, if God had not given us mercy and then we responded to that mercy, we would be one of them left on the earth and instead of being under the mercy of God, we would be under the wrath of God. Oh, I'm so glad tonight that I've accepted his love and his mercy and his forgiveness. Laugh at me if you want to. Call me whatever you want to. But oh, I'm so glad that I received that mercy many, many years ago. And not only did I, when I first got saved, I receive it every Every day of my life. Hey Amen. It's renewed every day that I live. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Notice this. I quote this to you last the Wednesday night that I dealt with this. This is from the mark of the beast. Remember, I say this as God's prophet. The Russian Empire, not USSR. The Russian Empire will drop an atomic bomb of some sort on the Vatican City and destroy it in one hour. I'm sure you've been hearing the news and the bomb or whatever it was that happened in Poland and they're trying to figure out, did that come from Russia? Where did it come from? Why? Poland is a NATO, a NATO member. So if it was dropped by the Russians on there, a bomb dropped on them, it's the same equivalent to a bomb dropped on us. Now it becomes more scary. Oh, Brother Donnie, oh my, what are we going to do? We're fixing to leave. That's what we're fixing to do. Before one bomb will ever drop, we will leave this world. Friends, be ready. I know some of you have heard this for years and years and years, but you're living in the generation that this is going to happen. Hallelujah. Oh, let's get ready to leave this world. The Russian Empire will drop an atomic bomb of some sort on the Vatican City and destroy it in one hour. Thus saith the Lord. And the Bible said that God took them cruel-hearted men and put them in the hands, and they were instruments in his hands to fulfill his will. Men like Putin. I don't know if Putin's the man or not, but you know what? If he ain't, it may be somebody behind him. You're saying, why would they do that to Ukraine? What in the world is going on? There's always been that type of people on the earth. If one man 
one man can cause the destruction. Our brothers and sisters, I was sent a video the other day of some of our brothers and sisters in Ukraine and they blowed a lot of their power stations down. They had no electricity and they was there holding a candle, the song leader holding a candle. Little saints back there there with flashlights and, and their phones are shining on the words and they were singing a song and worshiping God all right in the middle of a war. I thought, yeah, that's the real people of God. That's the real people of God. No electricity, bundled up in cold, you know, cold in the, in the building, having on coats and a little flashlight and a candle, but they didn't stop their worship. They didn't stop them from preaching. It didn't stop them from going to the house of God. My goodness, we get a little sniffling and we stay at the house and stream. There they were right in the middle of a war. But they said, you know what? It's church time. Let's go to church. We ain't got no electricity. Let's go to church. We ain't got no heat, but let's go to church anyhow. Amen. A real believer has that desire to get together with the people of God. Oh, my. Oh, when this happens, look at verse 9. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and live deliciously now she lived deliciously in verse eight. Now these kings are identified with the same adjective that John uses to describe that church. So you see, being a partaker in people's sins identifies you with the same adjectives or adverbs. Oh my. So she lived deliciously and they are also identified in the same way. Live deliciously with her. Shout, bewail her. Now notice this is not the end, the end of the Armageddon. God will allow many of these kings, potentates, dictators, and rulers, and they will see her destroyed, and they will weep and cry and lament. Oh, such fearful. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Who's gonna press out of purgatory now? There ain't no pope on the earth. There ain't no bishop. I'm here. I've got my rosary out and ain't nobody to even tell me. I need to confess my sins. I'm so glad I don't have to wait for no priest on that, ain't you? I'll tell you one thing. They're gonna be in a mess and they're all blown from here to kingdom come. There ain't gonna be a priest left on the earth. Well, come on now. There ain't gonna be no pope left on the earth. There ain't gonna be one diocese gonna be left on the earth. Who are you gonna pray to then? I'm glad I don't have to go to the pope himself. I'm glad I don't have to go to some bishop somewhere. I've done got a high priest living inside my soul tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. The kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her shall bewail her and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning. So CNN, ABC, whoever more, sending over their drones. You imagine all this radioactivity coming out of Italy and all this is going on and yet they'll lament and they'll cry and they'll weep. Reckon that'll happen when the bride goes? They found out them bunch of holy rollers. They said, hallelujah, hallelujah, they're gone. Man, alive, I'm so glad them people's gone. They've been a thorn in my side ever since I've worked with them. They wouldn't cut here, you know, they wouldn't do this. She wouldn't cut her hair. She wouldn't wear makeup. She wouldn't wear britches. And that boy, I'll tell you what, he wouldn't smoke. He wouldn't tell no dirty, dirty jokes around the rest of it. I'm so glad. I imagine it'll be similar like it was in the land of Egypt when Pharaoh said, nope, I ain't letting you go. God said, oh yeah, you will. He said, no, I ain't gonna do it. He said, yeah, you will. And you'll be glad to let him go. And they were so glad by the time 
time they got ready to leave, they said, take my gold, take my silver, take my platinum, here's my converter route, here's my credit card, here's my debit card, just get out of here. Just get out of here and leave us alone. Oh, hallelujah, happy day, happy day. When the bride goes out of here, the devil says, I'm glad you all are gone. And we'll look back down and say, and so are we, devil, and so are we. No more trouble, no more devil, no more heartache, no more anxiety. I know some of y'all think I'm just about the craziest preacher you've ever seen in your life. Believe it or not, I'm preaching you a body-changing message. When they shall see. Imagine how strange this must have been when the prophecy come out of John's mouth. How in the world was that even possible at that time? It wasn't possible in the natural sense. So the kings of the earth not just the kings of Rome, Sicily, but the kings of the earth. How was that even possible in that day? It wasn't possible, Brother Josh, but it's prophetic. So God could speak it as if though it had already happened, even though the scientific technology wasn't even available to let all the kings of the earth see it at one time. God's word. Don't lie, friends. Oh, Notice this, when God begins to enter into his judgment, the church's enemies, oh Lord, that trusted in the arm of flesh and used their civic and ecclesiastical and political power to persecute the church. I don't want to be in their shoes myself. You see, the strongest man The wealthiest man, the man with the most power or influence. You're talking about a terrifying time. Hide us, Lord Jesus. Not only do the merchants, now I've read to you already some of the business things that they are involved in, but not only are the merchants of the earth going to lament, but the kings, the rulers, One day when the books are open and we all stand before him at the white throne, I'd say we'll be surprised how much involved she's been in the government of the world. We're finding out more and more what a bigger part she had in World War II with the trying to exterminate the Jews. Notice in verse 10, standing afar off for the fear of her torment. What is it? Nuclear fallout. They see what happened to her. They see the destruction and they're standing afar off. How are they able to see this then if they're standing afar off? Science, drones, TV cameras, YouTube. Well, don't look for me on YouTube then because all my videos will be gone. (laughs) Woo! Standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city. Know this, this is not 
a country. It is not a nation, a city, a city. So it's not an empire in the sense of being over Spain, over Europe, over the Americas. It is a city, a city-state, we know. That mighty city for in one hour is thy judgment come. Alas, alas, that great city, that mighty city. Look at their admiration for her. What is wrong with these people? Can't they see what just happened to this? And they still stand there with this admiration in their hearts. Oh no, oh no, I can't believe it, I can't believe it. Look what's happened to her. You see, even these that are left on the earth are still missing that divine touch of the supernatural. To be able to help them see when God abandons something and stands against it, you either stand against it or you're identified with it. You see, we're living in such a compromising age. People don't want to know where right and wrong is. They want to know where the middle is so they can kind of walk that treacherous path, you know. Well, what, what does everybody want me to say? Well, you know, what's the advertisers want me to say? You know, the woke and the left deal and all that. They're all just compromisers and you gotta go with LGBTQ2YOZ0305 whatever it is and you've gotta find, well, what's the world want me to say? What's the world want me to say? Well, whatever they want me to say, that means I ain't gonna say it because if they're wanting me to say it, no doubt it's wrong because they're the world. But that's the way the order of the world, cosmos is gonna do. Come on, children. My goodness, we see many of our churches and they're compromising. I'm sure you've heard about the Methodist church. They've had a big split. Why? Because of them openly voting in a gay bishop. What in the world's the matter with them? Don't you know that it was the Sodomites knocking on the door of Lot's house? It was them perverts that was coming down there. Where was Lot? Down in the land of Sodom. You don't find them perverts knocking on Abraham's oak tree, do you? Abraham wouldn't put up with such stuff as that. Come on now, somebody. Oh my, he might not make them live right, but he could stand and say, that ain't right, it's of the devil. Amen, because he was not a compromiser. But the worldly church, look at him. Oh, we love everybody, and they're flying their gay flags and putting out the rainbow. That ain't the same rainbow the Lord God posted over the earth. Why would they take that covenant sign? Nothing but blasphemy. Oh, but I say, there are a people under a rainbow covenant on the earth. Well, if I get killed, y'all remember I love you. The merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her. They just don't get it, do they? They just don't get it. The destructive power that lays in her. And they're still crying because the money. For no man buyeth their merchandise anymore. Verse 16 is saying, alas, alas. That great city that was clothed in fine linen ah, and purple. Ah, 
Remember the prophet warned us of three curtains. Right? Three curtains. But he said, don't worry about communism. Don't worry about the red curtain. But it's that purple one you better watch. Mm. Scarlet and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls. Now these articles aren't so much to be personalized that it's an individual woman, but it's showing her, her wealth and her power and her control. Notice in verse 17, for in one hour so great riches is come to naught and every shipmaster and all the company and ships and sailors and as many as trade by the sea stood afar off. I mean, this entity affected merchandise and selling and buying. I'm glad the only thing we specialize in is the gospel. We don't trade in stocks. Come on. The church of the living God, that's not, no, our, our money's not tied up in that. I'll tell you what a lot of your money's tied up in. For over 35 years since I've been here as your pastor, you have helped build churches around this entire earth. As a matter of fact, there's 44, 44, 44 in Uganda that they're waiting for me to come and dedicate now that you built. You see some message people don't believe the scripture that whatever you sow, that shall you also reap. So you know what you've done? You have sowed church buildings for years and then people get mad when God rewards you back for what you've done. I believe that scripture the way I believe Malachi 4. And if God don't honor that one, how can I trust him for the rapture scripture? Well, come on. You have built them around the world. Now, we could have hoarded it and we could have done this and that and the other, but that was not what God put on my heart to do. And I am so glad because there's churches that didn't have a building to worship in and they've got one now. They didn't have a roof over their head, but they've got one now. Amen. And what has God done? God's gonna turn right around and give you all one where you can start having special meetings that we ain't had in years because we ain't had room to have them. We're gonna be able to get together and eat and have fellowship together because we ain't been able to do it and people want to get mad, let them get mad. Let them get mad if they want to, but we'll shout right through that new place. We'll sit there and have fellowship and we'll have meetings and shout right on into the body chain. Then when we get done, they can have it. Hey, it's fine with me if the Lord comes and we don't get to have the first service. Amen. That's exactly right. That's the way I feel about it, ain't you? And they cried when they saw the smoke of her burning. You're talking about a bunch of reprobates. Instead of it terrifying them, and them saying, oh God, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me, God, I'm so sorry. But instead of being sorry, they're sorry, they ain't gonna get no more money. <laughs> Who's gonna buy all these rosaries? Ain't no priest. Who's gonna buy all this? Oh, no, no, no. How am I gonna make my money? 
glory. Your money won't be worth anything left to have the mark in your hand or your forehead. And they cried when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, what city, what city is likened to this great city? And they cast dust on their heads and cried, weeping and wailing, saying, alas, alas. Now you see, if they would have wept and wailed down at an altar of repentance, they wouldn't have been in the tribulation period. Hey, you're going to weep and wail one way or another? Let me do it on this side. Oh, my. Wherein we were made rich, all that had ships in the sea by reason of our costliness. For in one hour is she made desolate. Ah, but now we hear another voice. So the scene changes and the echo is not now coming from those merchants on the earth, but we hear another voice saying something totally different. And this voice says, Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye holy apostles and prophets for God hath avenged you on her. Crying, lamenting, sadness. They're so tore up, they're throwing dust all over themselves. Oh man, they're just squalling and screaming and hollering and carrying on. And they get so beside themselves, they just get down on the ground and just start throwing dust. Oh, oh no, oh no. And then a voice comes out of heaven and says, Rejoice! But I want you to notice where the instruction goes to for them to rejoice from. Ain't even telling these crying babies this. They won't rejoice no how. But there's got to be a special people and apparently they were in heaven. Notice this. Rejoice over her, thou heaven. Amen. Why? There ain't none of the elect seed down on the earth to cry and lament and wail. Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and your holy apostles and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. You see, there's three times that heaven is told to rejoice. Three times that heaven is told to rejoice. Revelation chapter 12, verse 12, whenever Satan is cast out, heaven is told to rejoice. I hope you don't think this is strange, but it's amazing how the correlation of things in the heavens and the earth. And sometimes it'll match and it'll be identical. But this is opposites, of course, that now the Vatican has been destroyed and God lets them lament and wail and he lets John in the vision see it and John's pinning down what he's seeing and John is seeing all types of people around the world, different cultures, colors and so on and he's writing it all down as by the vision. He sees them in India, he sees them in Europe, he sees them all over everywhere and they're weeping and they're crying and they're lamenting and John's just writing it down in the vision and then John hears a voice apparently coming out of heaven and that voice says, rejoice, heaven, Rejoice, ye heavens, and rejoice, you apostles and prophets. Where were the apostles? In heaven. 
Where are the prophets? In heaven. Oh, glory. Notice, so the first time that the heavens is told to rejoice is when Satan is cast out. Oh, glory to God. When literal Babylon is destroyed, as we just read in Revelation 18, 20, and when the marriage of the Lamb has come, which is Revelation 19, 7, in these three instances, which are all time signs of the end time, that when Satan is kicked out, the bride goes up and the devil comes down and heaven starts shouting and praising God. Oh, glory to God, the redeemed of all the ages are coming home. So what do they do in heaven? They're saying, well, glory to God, here comes the bride. Well, hallelujah, she's finally making her home. The Lord God is so excited himself and he's so tore up, he's saying, go ahead and shout. Y'all go ahead and start rejoicing. Here comes my sweetheart. Here comes the real queen of heaven. <laughs> here comes the real one that will not be a widow. Here's one that'll not get the atomic bomb. She got the Holy Ghost by supernatural atomics and it changed her soul, it changed her attitude, it changed her dress, it changed her behavior, it changed her, and now it has changed her body, so heavens rejoice. Can you imagine from one side of heaven to the other, the heavens start rejoicing because the bride's coming home. Praise God. Oh, You see, the men of the earth, the unregenerate men, the men that are not in touch with God from the inner man of the soul, they will always have a different viewpoint than God. And this is where we as the people of God must be so careful. You see, Satan being cast out of heaven, heaven rejoiced, but the earth mourned. Heaven's rejoicing and the earth is mourning. Babylon is destroyed. The city Babylon is destroyed. Again, heaven is rejoicing and the earth is mourning. Oh my goodness. You see, the judgment of God is the vindication of righteousness. Ah, I didn't figure I'd get no amens on that. The judgment of God is the vindication of righteousness. Mm -hmm. You see, the voice that speaks out of heaven gives them a direction. You holy apostles and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. Notice in Revelation 18, 24, and in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints, and of all that were slain upon the earth. You see, there's another reason for her destruction despite the luxury and the wealth. It's because she's guilty of killing the people of God. Oh my. Now blood is given for her to drink. Lord Jesus. I tell you, friends, Myself, I don't desire to have any laid to my account or my record that I have hindered or made it harder or increased the burden or the difficulty for one of the least of God's children. 
God forbid that my life or yours would be crowned in saying that you made it so hard for the people of God. You inflicted such hardship and caused such difficulty. I want to do the opposite myself. Don't you? I don't want to increase people's burdens. I don't want to make it harder on the people of God. I want to make it easier if I can. Notice now, we move from Revelation 18 to Revelation 19.1. And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord, our God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I find this so amazing, the use of this word. Hallelujah. It's used in the Old Testament mainly in the book of Psalms. Used nowhere in the New Testament except the book of Revelation. And the Jews say that the Psalms are divided into 10 different types of songs. But the word hallelujah is the perfect unification of the name Yah along with praise. So in the Old Testament when it was said hallelujah, it was praise Yah. Remember David was the first one to write that whenever he said he is known by his name Yah, J-A-H. Remember reading that in the book of Psalms? So here then when David would use the word hallelujah, he's bringing in together praise Yah. Matthew never mentioned it. Mark, Paul never mentioned it. John never mentioned it until right now. Amen. So right at the very end, after the bride is taken up, four great hallelujahs are going to be expressed. Can't you understand heaven has been awaiting this hour? I know we look at it every day and we say, it's it's awful. It's a terrible day to live in. It is, but the heavens have been waiting for this time. God has been waiting for this time to come on the earth and he reserved those four hallelujahs right for the time of the rapture and the time of Satan coming down and the bride going up and the body change. It is a great memorial event in heaven. Oh, praise the Lord. How the heavens are under anticipation. Remember the prophet Daniel in the church age book that the gates of pearl had already been hung. The streets of gold had already been created. Now you can imagine when Jesus said there in St. John 14, hope I don't lose you here, but the heaven the bride is going to had not yet been created when the Lord Jesus was here. Remember the heavens that existed, Satan had been able to go into the nether parts of those heavens. But the place that the bride is going to live, there ain't been one devil footprint ever been on them streets. And Jesus did not say, I'm going back to the city I prepared, but I'm going away to prepare a place for you. Your home was non-existent when he was here. 
Oh, glory to God. That's why when the prophet preached the future home, it was so astounding to him because God began to show him things that Paul was not allowed to preach. Peter was not allowed to preach. And he said the gates had already been hung. The streets of gold had already been created. Jesus has been there, he said, for many thousands of years creating that city. And he tells us on the church age book that the angels are standing there breathlessly. waiting for the inhabitants of that city to throng those streets. No wonder they had a spell. They've been holding their breath a long time. (laughs) Oh, you think that you long to see him. What if you was in his shoes, as we'd say, and from before the foundation of the world, you had these thoughts. I want a people they will be like me. They will love me. They will serve me. They will choose me over evil and wrong. They'll be a tried people. And what if you would long for that type of people? If, if, if we could measure time and say, billions of years ago, and you had this and it was your desire. And you started speaking and said, let there be, let there be. But you didn't make them first. You started making a home for them to live in. And you started laying out your program and you thought it all through from the very beginning because you're this being that's called the eternal and you've never had a new thought. I don't know about you, I can't relate to that. I'm always undoing or redoing stuff that I've done before. Are you all? And then you do something and say, well, I wish I thought of that yesterday. That'd save me so much time. That'd been so much easier if I'd done this. God ain't never had a new thought. God said, you know what? I think I'll do this. And he looked back and said, man, love, I wish I'd done that yesterday because God ain't never had a new thought. But he's been waiting for those thoughts to be made manifest. And whenever the heavens start seeing this happen, the heavens start having a Holy Ghost revival. I mean, they just go to hallelujah and praising God. What in the world's going on? The inhabitants of the city are moving in. Oh my goodness, can you imagine the anticipation some of y'all when you built a new house and you've been made this decision and that decision? I hate decisions. I've had to make thousands of them in our new facility and all that. I'll be so glad when the last one is made and we can move in and say, praise the Lord, this is our home. I'm so excited about it, but can you imagine angelic beings that have been there for a 100 million years and they saw this out of him and they see with the anticipation when he come back up to heaven and they said, watch angels, I'm making my wife a new place to live. And they stood there in awe because they were the, remember the prophet said the first thing that he made was angels. So the angels stood there as they saw the spinoff of the universe. Oh, where's somebody preach with me right now? They stood there and they watched them as time come into existence. And they saw across the horizontal rainbow and across the cycle of light. And God spoke and said, let there be, let there be, let there be, let there be. And they stood there in awe. but they hadn't seen him create for millennia until he went back after his earthly visit. And he said, I'm gonna be on a building program. (laughs) Glory to God. A new earth, a new star, a new city on that blue dot. (laughs) 
that little speck of dust that I just came back from. That's why I want to spend the rest of my eternity with my little virgin wife. And when the heavens and the angels see all this coming, they say, she's here. So they see him get up from the Father's throne. And he's got on this priestly garment and says, where? And they see him stand there, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what to do. Father, forgive them, for they don't know what to do. And our sin's coming up, as it were, and hitting him in the face. Father, forgive them, they don't know what to do. But they hear the silence of the Lamb. And he's not saying no more, Father, forgive them. And they see him step back behind the curtain as it was, and he takes off the priestly garment, and he comes out in his robes. And he has a diadem in his hand. And I said, today's the day. It's going home, darling. They're moving in. (laughs) They're moving in. Don't call you all, but call you, you. Amen. You will take your body to meet your theophany. The true and original you all. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You may have to haul your body to church. You may have to make yourself do things sometimes. But brother, sister, one day you are gonna take your body to meet your theophany. Hallelujah, goodbye, well, goodbye. And after these things, oh, I'd like to take a text from that sometime. After these things, Brother Jim, after our tests and our trials and our valleys and all the things we go through, after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord, our God. You notice these folks wasn't Trinitarians. They didn't say the Lord, our God's. Imagine the Trinitarian folks. There'll be some of them that'll make it. Sure they will. You imagine whenever they get there and they go looking around and say, where's the other two? If you read the book of Revelation, John gave you a little excerpt of that. He said, I saw a throne. He never says nothing about sin three. I saw a throne and one that sat on that throne. I preached that years ago down in Texas. Oh, my goodness. They throwed me out. Because I told them just a little something simple, something other. says there's another God in heaven. He's sitting on the floor. He's other than Jesus. Because John only saw one God and one throne. Well, it didn't take long for the elders and all of them together in the back there and have a little meeting. They put me out. That's all right. I've been thrown out of better places. Oh, can you imagine, saints? They said, the Lord God, the Lord our God, hallelujah, salvation and honor and power, 
while they're praising him, the merchants on the earth, who's going to buy my pumpkins now? Who's going to buy my converters? Who's going to buy my gold? Who's going to, oh. God has annihilated this entity and they're still weeping and crying. And if it wasn't for the grace of God, one of them people might have been me. Oh, yeah. But God opened our eyes. Now saying all this tonight, we don't hate any of those people. If you hate anybody in that system, You've not yet entered into the king's life. We love them. We pray for them. That God will help them and open their eyes. But I'm so glad when this world is rocking and shaking, we'll be praising the Lord. For myself, this is one reason why I don't want to wait to get to heaven. I don't want to have to go into a practice room to start practicing saying hallelujah about 35 years before I can come out. I'm going to be good at it. I love to praise him right now. I love to say hallelujah and salvation is of our God and he's the almighty, the omnipotent. I'm gonna be ready. I'm gonna step right out of this dimension into another. I'm gonna have my praise shoes on. You think I shout now? You wait till then. Me and Brother Tim's gonna grab one another arm and arm. Those of you that sent him and Brother Ron last year down at, the, down at the youth camp, Brother Ron and him grab an arm and arm here. They went right across the platform dancing and shouting. Brother Tim's little bitty old feet, bless his heart, had so many surgeries on his feet and can't hardly walk. Oh, he'll walk one day. Amen. We'll grab one another by the arm and shout down the streets of gold. Some of y'all that ain't never shouted are probably shouting. Oh, some of you that say, well, I have a hard time expressing myself. Don't worry about it. When you get there, you won't have no hard time. You'll be saying hallelujah, salvation, power, glory, and honor unto our king. He is worthy. Thou alone art worthy, O Lord. Lord Jesus, thank you tonight for your word. Thank you, Father. Lord, it's not that we are better. Is there anything about us that's any better than any other mortal? It's your grace. It's your mercy to us. Heavenly Father, we love you tonight. Thank you for your truths. Lord, as the prophet said it years ago when he was here, it was three minutes to midnight. I wonder how close we are tonight. Lord, I'm so glad. I told Carol the other day, I'm so glad I'm not looking to politics. I'm so glad I'm not looking to our Pentagon. I'm so glad that I'm not looking at our nuclear achievements because Russia and China both, both have successfully built hypersonic missiles that we have absolutely nothing to shoot them down with. They can travel so fast, they could be right on us and we'd never even know it. But thank you, Lord Jesus. We are hid in you. Praise the Lord. I'm so grateful, Heavenly Father, that we have rallied around and with the true queen. So therefore, we will not be left wailing and mourning and crying when the queen of the earth is killed and destroyed and annihilated, the merchants, the kings, the rulers, the dictators will be weeping and crying because we have been called by the Spirit of God to be identified with the bride, the true queen, the true Esther. 
as her cousin Mordecai told her, who is to say that you were called for such a time as this? We, O oh Lord God, have been called, no doubt, for such a time as this. Had we lived in the days of Noah, we'd have helped build the ark. Had we been in the days of Luther, we would have been with him, Wesley. But for some reason, you chose for us to live in the last age. May we be faithful. May we be true. May we be identified with your word, Lord. So when your queen leaves this world, we will leave with her. Oh, hallelujah. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, take us away, Father. Politics is rotten. The churches are rotten, going to the dogs, going to Sodom. Come, Lord Jesus. Maybe there's a, a soul over in Africa and Ghana, Nigeria, Poland. We, we don't know where they are. Bring them in, Lord. Bring them to maturity so we can leave this place, Father. Grant it, Lord Jesus. It's perfectly fine with us if we never get to have one service in our new place. If our last service is the Holiday Inn and we move out of the Holiday Inn, oh, glory to God, into the greatest place that's ever been. We know, Lord, that the bride has got an invitation to the largest youth meeting that's ever been on the earth or in heaven. Only young people can go. And then we're going to live in a gated community. Praise God. Those big gates hung of pearl. And the saints of God living all up and down that city. Its walls 216 feet tall. Built on that angle of descent, ascent and descent. Where it's just like a slight incline. And the water of life running over out of our yards. And trickling down in our neighbor's yard. And on down, on down, on down. Till it recirculates back to the top of that great pyramid mountain. 1,500 miles high. Then, Lord, our burdens, our troubles, our sorrows, oh, they'll roll away. They'll seem as nothing. Encourage your children tonight, Lord. Heal the sick. Father, lift those that are down and weary. We love you tonight, Jesus. We worship you, Lord God. Don't you love him tonight, saints? Don't you just want to love him and thank him for his mercy to you? Think what would be tonight, Brother Louis, if it wasn't for the grace of God. If it wasn't for the grace of the Lord to call me, no doubt I'd still be out there in Pentecost, Brother Louis, Brother Larry, Brother Harry, these other brothers, musicians, maybe playing for some Pentecostal church and boy, really blessing their people and just as blind as we were in Laodicea. But the mercy of God and the grace of God. Remember when that mighty commander come down to Joshua, it was during that time frame that Rahab the harlot heard her name called. Praise the Lord. We didn't need a commander that would come and tell us how to march down the walls of Jericho, but we needed one to come. And how did ours come? With an open book in his hand of Revelation 10.1. That's right. We didn't need just a bush being on fire, but we needed a book open to help us to see who we truly were. Aren't you glad you've heard your identity called out of the book. Harry, sing something for us. Let's just worship him together. Can we just worship a little bit? We got just a little bit of time before we have to 
have to be out of here tonight. Oh, praise the Lord. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. The Spirit and the bride are saying, come. The elect Amen. Righteousness that's not our own. We're just before his throne. Where she'll reign with her Lord forevermore. Oh, the evening light has come. The bride is making preparation. She's hearing the shout. Of her king Tokens been applied He's cleaning from inside And the dove leads the lamb once again Oh, the evening light has come The bride is making preparation We're here out of our King. Tokens been applied. He's cleaning from inside. And the dove leads the Lamb once again. Fine and clean white is granted to washed in the blood of God's own Son. With a righteousness that's not her own, she's just before His throne. Where she'll reign with her Lord forevermore. Oh, the evening light has come. The bride is Oh, hallelujah. We're still here. We're still here in the shout of our King. Oh, yes, we are. Tokens been applied. He's cleaning from inside. In the dove needs a lamb once again. 
up on our my hallelujah belongs to you oh my hallelujah belongs to you you Lord you deserve it. Don't need to serve it tonight, saints. You deserve it. Hallelujah, Lord. You deserve it. Yes, you do, Jesus. You deserve it. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's just sing it to him. All my praise. All my praise. Hallelujah, Lord, all of my praise belongs to you. That's it, loving. This just calls our eyes and worship you. You deserve You're going to be part of that multitude that day. Let's not make him you wait. Deserve Hallelujah. You deserve it, Lord God. Hallelujah. You deserve Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord God. You deserve it. Oh, bless him, saints. Bless his name. Bless his name. My hallelujah. My hallelujah. King of kings and Lord of glory. Hallelujah, Lord. My hallelujah. It belongs to. your father you deserve it hallelujah lord you deserve it we worship you jesus my hallelujah brother daryl come on buddy 
Oh, go ahead and praise him. You might be able to praise him out of that valley you're in tonight. You might just be one praise away from healing in your body. Go ahead and praise him. He's your healer. He's your deliverer. He's your encourager. He's your strength. El Shaddai, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Nissi, Jehovah Titskanu, Jehovah Shama. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord God. suffering pretty bad but we're up and going again so Lord willing we're going back out this weekend and we're going to press on amen, amen. oh my isn't it wonderful amen. in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so I would have told you I go and prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare a place for you I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am 
ain't no better place to be than with our Jesus. Let's just bow our heads. Oh, Heavenly Father, I tremble in your presence tonight, Lord. How we so, Lord, thank you just seems so inadequate, Lord. I ain't got no education, Lord, to say no other fancy words. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you've done for us, God. Where would we be, Lord, in the darkness of Laodicea, if not for your grace, Lord, to call us into this marvelous light? Lord, to open these things, these mysteries, dear God, that we could see, Lord, not only who you are, but we could see who we are in you, Lord. How we thank you for it tonight, Father. We ask now that you go with your people, Lord. May we, may we just, may we just meditate upon these things, Lord. Feast upon them again, the things that we've heard, dear God. For Lord, we see, Lord, that we're not just reading about these things, God. We're actually in them, Lord. We're in the vision, God. These things are happening right now. We're a part of it, Lord. It's me. I see myself in your word, Lord. We're grateful for it tonight. Father, you see the needs of your children, Lord, those little ones that are sick, dear God, with these viruses and the flus and the things that's going around. God, may you just touch them tonight, we pray. Those, Lord, that would be lonely in their hearts, may you fill it, Lord, with your presence, dear God. Lord, may we, may we leave here tonight with the understanding of just how much you love us, Lord. Thank you, Father God, tonight. Bless Brother Donnie, Lord. I, I know he's under a great burden, God. May you just comfort his heart, Lord. Renew his strength, God. Lord, you see the need of, of Lish, Lord. And Sister Erica, Sister Lish, Lord. May you just touch them, God, we pray. Others, Lord, in the assemblies battling different things, God. But, oh, Lord, we just look to you tonight. May you just move miraculously upon each one, Lord, we pray. That that's the kind of God you are, Lord. That's just the kind of God you are. We love you tonight, Lord. Commit these things into your hands for your glory. Go with your people now, Lord, we pray. Forgive us of our sins, our shortcomings, Lord. May we be surrendered vessels to you, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Do you love him tonight? Ain't it been good to be in the house of the Lord? Praise the Lord. Sing this as we go. Sing it as we go. We're almost home, brother. It won't be long. Soon all our burden will be gone. With all.
we win in the end Simply because it's Jesus in us It's not if but when So take joy in the journey Even when it feels long Find strength in each step Knowing heaven is cheering you on We are almost home Brother, it won't be long Soon all our burdens will be gone Oh, with all your strength Sisters, run on, run free. Hold up your head, keep pressing on. We are almost home. We're almost home. We're almost home. There's still more to come When our flesh and our bones Are no longer between Who we are right now And where we're meant to be When all has been lost Is made whole again These tears and this pain No longer exist No more walking We're running as fast as we can Consider this our second win we're all